welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome, Dr. Spain. We're so excited to have you on. We always like the, the guests to at least introduce themselves. I'm, I'm sure you need no introduction, but you know, tell everyone uh, who you are, where you are, and, and what you're doing right now. Yeah, uh, well, my name is David Spain. I am the Chief of Trauma and Acute Care Surgery at Stanford. Been here about 20 years, uh, as of like last week. You know, my clinical work is the f- sort of full range of trauma, critical care, emergency, and elective general surgery. Research interests are pretty broad, but do some work in PTSD, uh, a lot of health services research in our group. Awesome. Well, well, thanks again for coming on. WSD is coming up uh, in Atlanta soon. Uh, how are the preparations going for that? Yeah, it's it's a little nerve-wracking. You know, we're going to be doing our first hybrid meeting, and uh, we were fu- we were full virtual last year, obviously, and then this year we're doing a hybrid meeting. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's a challenge, right? We're a little, we're a little stressed out about it, but you know, it's, uh, you know, you sign these contracts and make these deals, you know, five years in advance and then everything changes. And so, you know, I think everybody's got that, those conflicts, right? Like we all are like COVID, the safest thing would be to stay home, but yeah, we're all like just missing our friends so badly and just want to, you know, have some normalcy and see each other. We're going to have a smaller meeting. We're normally about... 1,200 people in person. I think we're going to be about 450 this year. Um, but I think I'm a little um, heartened. There's been a, several recent meetings, the Southeastern Surgical, the Vascular Surgery meeting that have been had in-person components and so far have gone off okay. So hopefully we'll, we'll be fine this in two weeks. And uh, you're, you're the outgoing this year. Correct. My term ends Friday at 5 o'clock at the meeting, at the the end of the business meeting. So how was your term? Do you feel like you got everything done that you wanted? You accomplished your main goals? So I was in for two years um, because I was uh, supposed to finish last year, but because of the pandemic. So I think it's only the third third time where we've extended somebody for two years. One was in World War II. The other was 20 years ago at uh, when 9-11 happened on on a Monday. In our that's incredible and was in Seattle on Wednesday or Thursday and all flights were canceled so so it's only the third time in the history in the 80 years of the organization we've had so we'd be present for two years um you know there are all, a lot of things that didn't happen obviously during my you know a lot of in-person grand rounds I was supposed to give and I had I had trips to Taiwan Australia Norway that all got canceled because of because of COVID travel you know but on the other hand you know, the events of the last two years have forced us to do a lot of other things and examine a lot of things. And so, you know, I think as an organization, we've had some discussions about healthcare disparities and the like that we may not have had if this hadn't happened. So, um, you know, there, yeah, there are some things that, that didn't happen because of the pandemic, but there's also a lot of things we've learned and things we'll take forward from it. Well, uh, David, I think you know a little bit about us because uh, Joe Joe Forrester works with you, so I'm sure he's bent your ear a little bit. Um, you know, we're going into our sixth year. You guys have just finished 80 years. Is that correct? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. So uh, what advice do you have for us as a fledgling society that's just trying to get our feet under us and, and uh, you know, do the right things? Do you have any words of wisdom? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's always challenging. I think, you know, knowing what your mission is and, and staying mission focused is really crucial. 
Um, you know, I think there's, I've seen some organizations that sort of suffer from being wayward and to whichever way the wind's blowing. Um, so I think, you know, being very mission focused is, is, is one thing that's actually helped us in the last couple of years. And, uh, and, and just coming back to that, you know, that, that message in, in the mission all the time. And um, how does, how does, you know, somebody wants to try a new, new venture, like, well, how does this, how does this align with our mission? You know, and then I also think it's uh, strength in numbers too, right? It's the, you know, one of the things I've learned the last couple of years is that, you know, collaboration is, is way better than competition. And so, you know, how do some of these organizations, how do you help each other and how do you work together? Um, like one of the interesting questions is, you know, CWS is up and growing and it, there's a huge overlap in interest between UAL and the AAST and, you know, what are the opportunities in the future to work together and collaborate? I think obviously, you know, publishing in our journal and having it be your official journal of your organization is a huge first step. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. We pride ourselves on Fracture Line as being sort of about as irreverent as we can get away with without offending too many people. So we, I'm going to ask you to give us a little bit of dirt on Dr. Forrester. He's one of our favorite members. He's Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah give us the dirt. He runs expertly and with great uh, focus, uh, you know, drives our case review series every month, and we really appreciate that. But we need... We need to, you know, he looks, he looks flawless, but we need, we know there's something that's quirky about him that you could let us know about. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe is a character. He, he, um, you know, he is one of the most organized and focused people I've ever known in academic surgery. I mean, you know, how many people in their second or third year of being an attendant, you know, it's got like 70 or 80 publications, you know, he's the, he, he knows how to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, the thing I love the thing I love to tease about is, you know, Joe has a younger brother yeah. who's a surgeon who is bigger, stronger, and has a full head of hair. So, uh, <laughs> Well, I had the pleasure of meeting Jared. He came out to my, my shop and did a rotation, a, G, a GI rotation, a couple of years yeah. ago. And uh, so, yeah, he's a delightful, delightful guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he is quite a bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I must confess, I have this deep desire to go into Dr. Forrester's office and just like mess up all the papers, you know, because I can tell he's like the guy that has them all lined up, you know, and I can imagine that would just be like, ah, you know, for him, it would be very stressful. Maybe David could do that for you, uh, Sarah. Yes. As organized as his office is, mine's even worse. My, my, my office is pristine. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, you know, he's uh, a... You know, like I said, he he gets stuff done, and he's you know he's now starting to mentor residents and and fellows, and he's, he is pretty much old school throwback, you know. Well, we're super appreciative of all of the terrific chest wall injury research that's come out of Stanford lately, specifically. Um, you know, of course, having Dr. Jeff Choi as our Seawith uh, KLS Martin fellow last year, um, but then just continuing on, it seems like there are publications all the time um, from your group. It's amazing. Yeah, Jeff's another interesting character. He um, has really done a phenomenal job. I think he's probably upwards of 25 or 30 publications in his research time. You know, um, he, he, he initially went in to do two years of, we call it professional development time. So he, he was initially set up to do two years. He was getting, he was getting a master's degree in health services research and halfway through his second year he came to me and said i want to do a third year and get another master's degree in biomedical informatics and i'm like why and then he, he had a, he had a very 
he had a he had an excellent rationale for why he wanted to do it and what it meant for his career. And I was like, okay, fine. And so we put him through for a second master's degree, and he's continued to really, you know, produce some stuff, and really, you know, does really thoughtful, you know, high quality stuff. Um, and, and it's interesting. I, I I have to admit, I was I was a little bit of a non-believer in a lot a lot of the just wall stabilization stuff initially. Uh, you know, I just wasn't sure. Um, but I think you know, a lot of the stuff Jeff's done in terms of cost effectiveness and analysis and long-term outcomes has sort of swayed my thinking. I will tell you that I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting for somebody to come up with a really good biodegradable plate. That's the, you know, somebody who can have a good stable construct that'll, you know, that'll last for three or four months and then just slowly dissolve, you know. But well, we'll maybe Jeff, maybe Jeff can work on that in his free time. But I will say that, you know, some of their stuff and some of the you know, thoughtful analysis they've done and, and some of the other work, you know, coming out, especially out of the meeting recently, you know, I think it's, it's starting to turn a lot of people from sort of non-believers into, into believers. And, and some of the stuff like, you know, we're, we're doing here in terms of pain management has really been a huge difference in in the outcomes of these patients and really taking care of a lot of other problems. Like, you know, we're seeing a lot of patients with delayed hemothoraces and, you know, all sorts of problems that we're just we're not seeing now. I think it's so true. And I think to your point, you know, about the, the increased um, research, you know, five to eight years ago when we started getting together as a group, you know, one of the common complaints is, we're seeing these results, but we don't have, you know, the actual data or the research you know, to prove what we see in our patients. And, and so we really have tried to be fastidious as an organization in, in putting forth this research and having dedicated members like those two and others from within your team. Um, it, you know, it, it just makes all the difference. So I, I think, you know, kudos to you with the leadership in terms of challenging them to, to prove it and then supporting them as they do. That's fantastic. Well, right, right. So if you ask a question, then you have to be, you have to be prepared for any answer, right? So um, one of the things Jeff Joy is working on right now, we just start putting, putting the finishing uh, touches on the, on the manuscript, is we've now taken a, a group of patients, you know, all over the age of 65. We've followed them out for over a year now after their, this is all patients with non-operative management. And we have done a prospective observational study for, for over a year now for like 70 plus patients over the age of 65. You know, if you're going to say surgical stabilization is a thing to do, it's like, well, then what's the natural history of, of non-operative treatment? And, you know, there were some studies done 20 years ago or whatever on, on sort of the natural history of rib fractures. But, you know, all that's irrelevant now in the, in the modern era of multimodality pain management. And so we sort of repeated the study. And now, you know, a year out, more of those patients are still impaired at a year than I would have predicted. So I think it just does lend a little bit more support to identifying those patients that really could benefit from early intervention. I really like Jeff's uh, frailty, uh, rib fracture frailty uh, score app. I use it all the time. And yeah. um, it's simple yet granular enough to, to kind of to get to the meat of the issue and I just I really like it and that that manuscript just got accepted for publication in AAST so it should be coming out in the next couple of months it's terrific that's exciting yeah, yeah that'll be I mean in the, in the journal of trauma so he'll be presenting at the AAST but it'll be 
He's presenting at the AAST in two weeks, and then it should be coming out in the Journal of Trauma, probably January. Well, speaking of the AAST, we're super excited. Um, I think it's Thursday that I saw the bulk of the the chest wall injury related content, um, but there are quite a few quite a few things on on tap. As our listeners, you know, probably can't clear their calendars to join us in Georgia, um, but if you were going to make a pitch about um, the meeting overall for the virtual component, what what are the things that you think are can't miss, or what kinds of things do you, would you say, you know, they, they definitely should make sure they register so they can see? Well, a couple of things, right? So um, if you do register for the virtual component, um, not only will it be live, but it'll also be archived. So if you, if you do register for virtual participation and you can't sit and watch it all real real time, you should be able to, to art, watch it on archive. Um, you know, and I'm sure it'll be available for, you know, a month or two after the meeting. So, you know, you, you'll have the opportunity to sort of watch it at your leisure um, when it fits your schedule. You know, there's a couple of things. Obvious, obviously, I think the presidential address is going to be awesome on uh, Wednesday morning. <laughs> no, no doubt. Uh, on Thursday, I think L.D. Britt is giving a talk. And I don't know if any of you ever heard L.D. Britt, but it's like it's like going to church on Sunday. It's always a sermon. It's it's like always entertaining. And he's got some really interesting titles about, about headwinds and tailwinds or something like that. That's all I know. That's all I know. Headwinds and tailwinds. That's all I know about the title. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> Grace Rosicki's going to give a talk. Basically, sort of, you know, Grace was the one who really introduced ultrasound into the hands of surgeons. I, I remember I was at the meeting where she presented that first paper about, you know, surgeon performed ultrasound. It must have been Philadelphia, like 91 or something like that, right? It was like the first paper showing that surgeons could, could do bedside ultrasound. So she's going to talk about you know, the history of, of, you know, getting ultrasound into the hands of clinicians. And then obviously the, the, then the sad one was the Fitz lecture, um, which was going to be given by J. David Richardson, who just passed away um, a couple, of, you know, a week ago. And uh, David was my longtime mentor and just a, you know, huge supporter. And, you know, one of the, one of the greatest teachers and mentors in, in surgical history. Literally, I mean, there's, you know, he was president of just about everything important in surgery, and, and there was a reason for that. He was a good person and a great mentor and a great leader. Um, but um, we, we luckily, he had um, completed his slides ahead of time. So David Livingston, who's the president-elect, an yeah, old friend, and was also a fellow with Dr. was a trauma fellow with Dr. Richardson a couple years before me, will actually be giving the, the lecture in, in his honor. So I think that's going to be obviously an emotional thing, and you know, it'll be a great talk. So you know, so again, and then the chest wall stuff, I think I say, but uh, all of this will, will be archived, and, and people should be able to watch it at their own at their own pace and time afterwards. It's yeah. going to be good. We're we're coming out. We have a handful of our members that are going to be there. So, um, like you say, it's it's just a, a can't miss opportunity when you know that you're going to have friends and colleagues that are getting together and. And those opportunities are so few and far between now. Can't pass them up. I well, a lot of these people I haven't, I haven't seen, and you know, since February of 2020, right? So, and you know, luckily, some of my, my, all three of my, my wife will be there. All three of my sons are are coming, uh, two with their significant others, and then two of my sisters will be there. So it'll it'll be you know it'll be nice to have some family there. And you know, like I said, it's not it's not going to be the usual meeting, right? We're not going to have our 1,200 people. You know, um, I, I decided that I was just going to 
I'm going to enjoy whatever happens, right? So whoever gets to be there, and I know a couple like my very close friends, or some are older, you know, and worried about traveling. Some are younger and have and have unvaccinated kids at home and have decided that travel, you know, and so you know, so there's a lot of people I, I wish would be there, but I think it's the right thing for them not to be there. And so I'm, just, you know, I've just decided like, who's ever there, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of them, have fun, you know, and, and celebrate that, you know. At least some people got to come and get together and, and you know, uh, see some friends for the first time in quite a while. So when and where is your meeting this year? So our meeting is going to be in um, Park City, Utah. We're coming back to where we where we started, possibly at the canyons, um, and uh, it's been on April 28th to the 30th. You should come, and there's still there's still skiing, not in Park City itself, but in the other canyons a little bit away. You can still ski if you like to do that. And I think most trauma surgeons like to ski for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, uh, I have a question for you, talking about presidential addresses. So you're, I'm, I'm a newbie in this. Um, any advice for me on what to do? <laughs> Start early. <laughs> I am... You know, I, I actually, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a scheduler, like planner type. So I literally like just every month I had to, I blocked out like one or two hours every Monday on my calendar for like a whole year and just like forced myself to sit down and put some work in on it. Um, I don't know. And I, you know, I went back and forth and, and eventually I kind of, I don't know, it wound up being a much bigger sort of more aspirational kind of talk than would have been my normal. Um, so I, I, I'm going to be going way outside my comfort zone here, but I think the time sort of call for it. So we'll see what happens. Well, uh, thanks again, Dr. Spain. This is awesome uh, to have you on. Sarah Ann, do we have any, any updates for the week? Yes, actually, we do have just a few things. Um, one of them is to announce actually next week, uh, next Wednesday on September 22nd, we have case review. Um, moderated by um, our famous Dr. Joe Forrester, as we were discussing earlier. So we have three cases selected. They're um, very interesting cases. Two of them in particular are kind of same diagnosis, but different, um, different paths. Um, so I think it will be especially interesting this month to kind of see sort of the, the different paths traveled by these two different surgeons. In the bulletin, we also released the registration for the November forum. So if you haven't yet registered, and I'm sure you haven't because there are only a couple of you registered, um, the time is nigh. So it's it's very exciting, I think, to finally have the agenda out and, and um, be ready to, to start promoting. I think we've got a lot of fascinating topics this time, both in terms of clinical, you know, hardcore science topics as well as more professionalism type topics. So this is, uh, this is a one-day meeting, Wednesday, November 10th. Put it on your calendar um, and, and plan to join at that point. So those are my, my only two this week, Dr. Crisco. So we'll, we'll end up with a quick final stitch. Whatever's on your mind, if you have a shout out, go for it. My final stitch is about our education committee, actually. We had education committee just a couple hours ago and Man, it it was great. I what a terrific group of humans. I found myself, you know, an hour passed and I I hardly blinked. It was it was just really um really gratifying to see a team of our our stalwart CWS members really focused on how we can better support and and um provide the education needed for for other members and I just continue to be in awe of the great work they do and and selflessly give. So Thank you to our CUS Education Committee. Yeah, the last whatever. 
15, 18 months has been insane. Oh. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, trying to adapt to all this. And I, I'm still amazed at, uh, you know, at the toughness and commitment of all the surgeons and nurses out there taking care of patients under these crazy circumstances and just trying to do the right thing. So I hope the end is in sight because I sure think everybody needs a, a little opportunity to just relax and take a deep breath. But I am I am amazed at the sort of, like say, the toughness and commitment of so many of the nurses and doctors out there. Amen. Excellent. All right. Uh, I'll do mine. Um, so today, well, tonight starts uh, 25 hours of me not eating. Um, it's uh, Yom Kippur. It's, uh, it's a day of atonement for uh, the Jewish people. Um, it's a very, very special day. It's a very um, somber day. Um, we think about our lives before and after and how life's going to continue on. And it always amazes me because, you know, we, we see what our lives are supposed to be like and we don't even realize what's, what's ahead of us. And so I just hope that uh, for the next year we only have good things and we uh, continue to uh, um, just um, prosper and do well. Yeah, I just wanted to thank Dr. Spain again for, for taking the time to spend spend this time with us in chat and bring a little class and, and royal surgical royalty to the uh, Fracture Line uh, podcast. And uh, and I, I'm really sorry for your loss. I, Dr. Richardson, I didn't know him personally, but I know a lot of people that did. And please accept our condolences. Um, we know he meant a lot to you. He was a, he was a giant, but a great guy. And so uh, enjoy your meeting. Try, try Do your best to enjoy yourself. I will. I will. Okay. Thank you. Bye.